Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. Think about comedians in cars getting coffee, but the teacher version with beer. Classroom Brew is associated with hashtag teacher pods. Make sure you check out other great indie and teacher podcasts around the world today. Welcome back to Classroom Brew. This is episode 59. And you know what? For this episode, I'm not even going to edit for time. I'm just going to keep it as I go. If there's a pause, that's how it's going to be. So I guess we're doing this one live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! So there was a recent issue going around, and this kind of relates back to what I'm going to talk about this week related to technology. Uh, It's something that comes up time and time again. And I had someone that interacted on the show uh, I apologize, I'm not remembering the handle on Instagram for the person that was asking me to talk about technology, but right now, we only have a handful of classrooms in my school that have one-to-one technology. Or really, it's what, Chromebook carts. That's really it. It's not even one-to-one. I can't use that phrase because technically, one-to-one meaning every student has their own technology, they can take it with them, that type of thing. We recently found out that our school is being chosen as a 1 million school, whatever that means. So every single kid is going to get a tablet. They even get they even get their own replacement for free. I think they get up to one replacement without any charge. So they can just destroy it. That's pretty common whenever you have one-to-one technology. It's kind of an issue. But anyways, with that on the horizon, the whole technology update with one-to-one technology, and I'll talk about my concerns with that, we had an issue with paper. And essentially... Remember how I mentioned that we have a few classrooms that have their own Chromebook carts, one for every kid, but it stays in that room in the cart? We have an English department that each classroom has a Chromebook cart, yet we have an English department that's making about a thousand copies a day on the copier, so like monopolizing it for a good amount of time. And to be honest with you, the level of unprofessionalism if you're going to occupy the copier and then walk out of the room is astounding to me, especially if I'm in the room and there was actually another teacher and myself, we were in the room and this teacher put the copies and then left. And of course the damn thing jammed and it ran out of paper multiple times because it's like a 50 page document they're trying to copy for about a hundred kids. Like you gotta be kidding me. You can't, the audacity of someone not to realize how inconvenient and rude that is just blows me away with adults too. That's, that's the crazy part. Adults. But anyways, we have this paper issue. And so Our admin was telling us, you know what, you're cut off, you're using too much paper, which, don't get me wrong, I'm sure we were going through an absorbent amount of paper. Absorbent? Is that a word? That's a word. Yeah, definitely a word. I'll check that later. But we're going through a lot of paper, and so they they cut us off at a certain point, which is a huge no-no, because the people that are, quote-unquote, cutting us off aren't usually in the building, so they're not there to take the backlash for that. And my curriculum, personally, I can't speak to other teachers, but I make it all, or I modify it from something that I found... And so I don't have a book. I don't have workbooks. All I have are the things that I create by myself. And so I can make them into like a one or two page packet. But most of the time I'm doing handouts every single day. And I'm pretty efficient, but I still rely on that. So that was a huge issue that we were facing. The other thing is that now we have... Yeah, that's what I want to go with. The other thing is that we also have this issue with technology. And we have absolutely a zero tolerance policy with phones. We're still not sure if admin's going to be liable for the phone issue or not, like taking it with their on them, something like that. I just take them for the day. I have a lockbox. Hasn't been a problem. Fingers crossed it stays that way. But with one-to-one technology coming to our school, I just I don't see the maturity for any high schooler, especially in my high school, where they can handle that. 
So I'm going to tell them, no, get off your phone right now. All right, if you could uh, go to your tablets and then on the internet, like, what? I'm going to look like a hypocrite the entire time. So I'm not sure if they're going to recreate, you know, the policy for that, if they're going to come up with some sort of a system. My guess is it's probably going to be up to the teacher, so I'm not really sure. Like, how do I grapple with that? Sure, I'm going to use it all the time for, you know, documents instead of printing stuff out. I'm going to print a whole lot less, but that off-task student or even the student that just can't handle having a piece of technology, like they'll have an iPhone, they'll break it the next day, and then they've got a cricket, break that the next day. Like, there are so many issues that I have no clue how we're going to manage them just because of, you know, there's this phrase that like in our school, we can't really have nice things because things are constant. Like we just painted our walls and there's still kids that are trying to graffiti the brand new, the, the newly painted walls rather, which is insane to me. Like you have something nice, take a little bit of pride in it, invest a little bit. There's even some kids that are saying in our building that there's a reputation that the academics in most classrooms is not rigorous enough, that it's easy Yet those same kids are the ones that are failing. So I'm not sure. I can't really buy into this whole, well, if I tried, you know, that bullshit. I just see what people say and what people do seem to be very off. And that is not just talking about the students, but also the adults in the room. So my concern is making sure that I don't come off as a hypocrite with this, you know, saying one thing, but then turning around and saying another thing or doing another thing rather. When we're talking about phones versus tablets, I'm not sure. I was scheduled to get a Chromebook cart. I'm not sure if that's still going to happen. That would have been nice because I can control when those are out and not out. So I don't know. I guess we'll we'll have to see. But the other thing, this is the big thing for this week because we're talking about something that resonated with me with Justin talking about how kids seem to be entitled. Like they need every single thing on their plate. You know what? I'm just going to pause right now. I'm going to put Justin's quote right in here. This generation, I don't know what what the hell happened with them, but unfortunately, they all entitled and they all soft. They think everything should be handed to them, literally. They should stand there, they should put their hands out, and they should hope somebody get them a plate, and they should have all the food that they want on it. They they truly believe that, and it's, and it's sad because it's crazy because in the real world, they're not going to get it like that. And so with that, it, it makes me think, I guess that's the one time I am going to edit for time because I have to make sure I don't talk over it or there isn't a long pause after that. But I guess my big thing is, you know, we're, we're setting up all these things with, you know, technology and giving them the, these, these freebies and things like that. They don't pay for field trips, for example, which is insane. We never had that. And I, I get it. I work in an, a low income school, but it's sort of feeding into this idea of entitlement and it's a problem. Now, granted, I think like the, the meal program's great. Free food, great. Put it in their fees or whatever. But one-to-one tech, we never really had that. And it's something that I have to grapple with right now as an adult and as also a former student that didn't really have those benefits. I don't know. I guess it's just a a concern I have because I, I I don't see myself putting in the same amount of rigor to my curriculum because it just doesn't work. And granted, I'm very happy with what I'm doing right now, especially this year. It's going a lot better. But I'm seeing a lot of you know fatigue with these kids. But really, they're not doing anything that's that strenuous. It's really not that much. But because they're not used to it, because that system has kind of failed them, it's hard for them. Or they can't read. Or they've never had to do something for more than you know 25 minutes at a crack. 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's something that's been circulating in my mind. But back to the entitlement thing. There's something going around, and I honestly, I've been hesitant to talk about this because you know, I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus. I never say like, like last names or anything like that. I won't even say names at all for this part. But there's this new initiative going around that I absolutely disagree with. And it's, I'm not going to use the name because I'm not sure if it's common or if it's just my school, but essentially it's paying kids for behavior, attendance, and grades. And without giving away too much, the title also has like, it's almost like a, a connotation. You could very well mistake it for, oh, it's drug related just because of the name of the title, but that, that's a whole other issue in itself. But my big thing is that they, there's no budget for paying these kids. It's not coming out of the district or the network or the school budget, whatever, admin budget. We're getting emails every single week saying, hey, can you please donate to this incentive for kids? Now, granted, it's going to the kids that are obviously, you know, they, they're deserving of it, I think. It's kind of tricky because I'm not sure if this is, you know, very subjective or objective as most things are. But it just, it seems problematic that they're asking the teachers, hey, can you basically pay for your students to do what they're supposed to be doing? And that's that's my big concern. So if they ever, you know, single me out to say, hey, Ryan, you haven't donated anything to this incentive, I'm going to bring up my issues that I have with it again. And I say again, because I did attempt to bring up an issue with this when it was pitched to us in a meeting. Now I brought it up. And you may know that I also teach an AP course in psychology. And one of the things that I think I'm pretty well versed in is schedules of reinforcement. Now, I don't know about you, but in my building, if every student knows, oh, we've got this incentive that pays us at the end of every month for doing X, Y, and Z, they can be a complete asshole the entire first 25 days of the year. And then the last five days, they do what they're supposed to do. And they could technically qualify, I believe. But if they know that that incentive is coming every two weeks, or sorry, every every four weeks, then they're just going to you know work toward that goal. Whereas really, what it should be instead of that fixed interval schedule, it's happening every single month on the clock. I believe they should switch to an interval schedule. So that way, sure, the motivation for their behavior, their attendance, their grades, their engagement, whatever it is that they're trying to get with this incentive, sure, it can be motivated by the money. The association is behavior gets me money, fine. But if you start to incorporate this interval schedule, like you, you take out, what's the word I'm looking for here? You take out the defined value or the known value every single month, that fixed interval. If you take that out, well, they're going to start to think, you know what, I don't know when this is coming, so I want that money. I'm going to behave all the time. I'm going to get all my grades in all the time, my homework. I'm going to be uh, an invested student, a good person. And then maybe the incentive will come. So that eventually, in my mind, the idea is you take away that incentive altogether. But the idea, the association of I should be a good person, I should be a good student, that still remains. But again, I kind of met that with, and it's kind of, it's problematic, but I've never felt like an outsider, but I was made to feel like an outsider by a particular member of the staff when I showed my objection to the philosophical idea behind this positive incentive. That's about as political as I can get right there without saying too much. But it was essentially, it came down to, you know, a disagreement between, you know, this reinforcement schedule 
And it came down to the issue of who I am versus who this other person is that was trying to vouch for the program. And it's not even the person that came up with it. So, like, I guess that says something, right? But I guess I'm just, I was shocked at how negatively I was met or how, you know, it wasn't like a a discourse between two educated people like you would hope in a fucking school, right? So, I, yeah, the, the problem is still there. I'm still getting the emails. It's not like it's just being sent to me. It's a mass email. Some people mention like, hey, that sounds like a union issue. I mean, they're not pressuring. I don't want anyone to think that we're being pressured into paying for this. I just disagree with it. I was shocked that they came up with it on that, you know, reinforcement schedule, reward schedule, whatever you want to call it. And I was more shocked with, you know, the reception that I got when I brought up an issue, especially because I don't say much in meetings. I try to avoid them if I can, uh, with the exception of IEP meetings. I'm always willing to go to one of those. But I don't say that much. And it's not like I was pointing out a flaw in the entire thing. Like, great, if you want that incentive, fine. I just think it needs a little tweak at the very least. But again, say your school decides this is the route we're going to go and we have to have this. You know, the idea is still, it should not be a fixed interval, in my opinion. Anyway, that's, sorry, that's a little bit of a rant. It was kind of a, <laughs> I guess, a, a contentious uh, topic. Because, you know, there's, I, I think there's issues with that. Uh, I guess, I guess one of the last things, um, you know, Halloween just passed. Um, I'm recording this right before Halloween, but I had a few students ask, are you dressing up? I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I am. I didn't say that because I was, you know, in teacher mode right there. I don't know. I, I, I'm probably going to do a penguin type of thing. That's the only uh, costume I have with me right now. So, you know, it's easy. It's like a hoodie. You just put it on. Boom. But I had a few kids that were saying, well, we could do like Justice League. And, oh, that's the wrong universe in terms of quality movies. But uh, one kid was saying, I could be Batman. You could be uh, Superman. And I was like, oh, nice. Why do I get Superman? The, the less cool of the two. And the, this was the response I really liked. It was, well, you know, you got the hair. It's all fantastic like his. You know, you're kind of light-skinned. And I was like, oh, thanks so much for that. And then this is where the flattery came in. They were like, and you're, and you're kind of buff because, you know, you, you teach, you, uh, you coach football and strength and conditioning and you're in the weight room all the time. I was like, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. The only problem is I've got like 5 o'clock shadow all the time, which is by choice, by the way. Just saying. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a problem because, you know, Superman is clean-shaven. You're right, you're right. And then one kid offers up, well, you could just be lazy, Superman. Nice. Nice. I love it. So I am lazy Superman. But hey, I don't even know, man. It's been, what, 15, 20 minutes or something like that right now? That's a big range for a podcast. Shouldn't have said that, but... I don't know. I'm feeling like uh, Mark Maron-esque or something or Chris D'Elia where you just go and you have the mic in front of you and that you're not really editing. You're just kind of, you know, shooting from the hip. Uh, if you are curious right now, I've got a Two Brothers uh, Artisan Brewing. It's a Prairie Path Golden Ale. Uh, that's fueling this uh, this soapbox, I guess you could call it. Uh, but what's cool about this one, uh, it's in Warrenville, Illinois, I guess. 5.1% alcohol per volume. Huh. Uh, what's cool about it is if you've followed from the beginning of Classroom Brew, you know that I used to be into whiskey and craft beers and regular beer, if you know that was what the situation called for. But in grad school, um, I was I had a couple of Stellas and I was having an issue with it. 
And then fast forward a couple of years, I figure out, oh, it's gluten. That's the issue. Uh, and so what's cool about Two Brothers is that this is crafted to remove gluten. So it's nice. It's a nice, it's not too hoppy, a little more crisp. Uh, but this is not a problem for me because there's no gluten in it. So that, that kind of sucks. It takes all the fun out of out of life that I have to watch these different stomach things. I wonder what else is going to come up with my old age as I get up there in the mid to mid to late 20s. But that was kind of cool. It was a, a different a different drink for Classroom Brew, if you were curious. <clears throat> um, the other thing you might notice, I haven't been doing as many uh, video clips from the podcast, the highlights. Um, haven't done any full-length episodes, video podcast episodes, that is. And uh, the reason for that is really now that the school year is, you know, it's been underway for a while. And uh, even though coaching is done, so I'm not spending, you know, 12 hours a day at the school and my weekends are pretty much free unless I proctor an ACT or SAT. Uh, those take a long time to, to create, to be honest with you, even if they're only like 35, 40 seconds. And really, I, I do enjoy making them. It's just a matter of, you know, I would probably need a little bit more on um, Patreon to kind of help support that venture, that creative venture, if you can call it creative, I'm not really sure. Um, shots fired if, you know, you don't think so, but, um, they are still, they're not going away. I just, for right now, it just hasn't been worth, uh, worth my time. They are fun to do. I'm sure I could have picked anything from this episode, but you know, sometimes it's nice to just have a, a pure audio rant session, you know, classic podcast style doesn't always have to be video podcast. But along with that, you can tell this is see, good thing I did this live without any cuts. I wonder if there's any big pauses. I'll have to take a look when I'm editing this. Or should I? I, I probably will. Don't worry. Um, but no, this one's been fun. This was episode 59. Um, if you haven't already, uh, please make sure, you know, rate us in whatever app you're listening to. So, you know, five stars, four stars, preferably five stars. For sure, nothing lower than that. Um, but if you could let people know, maybe like a little a little quick review, like one or two words that really helps me out. Uh, especially when you're talking about iTunes or Apple podcasts, um, that, that seriously helps out the show a lot. I think they base a lot of that stuff on ratings, which it's not the most important thing, but you know, it'd be kind of nice to, you know, make a little bit more money off of this, you know, that's just me though. Um, but if you haven't, uh, checked out the lazy teacher podcast, uh, my buddy, Brian, he and I work together a lot. We love critiquing each other's shows. Uh, in a positive way, not we're not like you know negative or anything. Uh, but Brian will listen in. I'll listen into his show, and we'll talk about you know the guests that we had on, the ways that the conversations developed, editing things that we you know decisions we made, and, and it's been awesome. I, I always enjoy talking to him. Uh, so Brian, if you're listening, uh, love you, man. Everybody else, be sure to check out his show. Uh, I've been on there a couple times. Brian's been on here a couple times, and I'm looking forward to continuing that that professional and personal relationship with him. Because uh, he's, he's a really good, really good buddy of mine, and uh, I really trust his input. Another one to check out, obviously, if you guys listen to episodes, I think 24 and 25. Yeah, 24 and 25 was Steve from Too Much Scrolling. Uh, that's a good listen for me. Uh, I really, I got to go to uh, Chip and Steve's studio. It's in uh, Steve's basement, and it was awesome, man. They really, they've got things going. They've been going for four or five years now, maybe even more. Uh, and that's a good show. They talk about everything from books to movies to TV. They have awesome guests on, you know, present company included. <laughs> but also like authors of these books and, you know, TV stars, movie stars, things like that. Like they, they've got it going on. So check that one out. Steve's a teacher. 
Uh, Chip, I believe, is in finance or banking, mortgages, something like that. Uh, but their dynamic is really awesome. It's a lot of fun uh, to check out. It's like my little guilty pleasure there. Check them out. So I guess that was all I had for you guys. If you would love to, if you would love to, if you'd like to reach out, we are at Classroom Brew, that's C-L-A-S-S-R-O-O-M, on your favorite social media. That includes Instagram, Twitter, uh, and I believe Facebook. You can go through that. If not, it's facebook.com slash classroombrew. Most of the posts go on Instagram, but I'm not as big on Instagram or Twitter as I used to be. Uh, you will find a lot of the highlight clips on there. You can also check them out on YouTube. The biggest way to get in ho- or to get a hold of us would probably be direct message on Instagram at classroombrew or classroombrew at gmail.com. Love when you guys interact. I really love when people interact with the show and ask like, hey, can I be on? Or, you know, they just get to talking and then I ask them and they're like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So speaking of which, next week for episode 60, you're going to hear from Stu or Stu Sauce, who is in the band Exotic Yayo. And you can check them out on, you know, Instagram and Twitter and all those things. I believe they have a website as well, exoticyayo.com. But he's going to be on. He's a teacher. He's out in Miami, I believe. And so uh, that one's already recorded, but that was a whole lot of fun talking to him. So I included uh, some, you know, some bits from his music at the end there. Uh, He was talking about this one song, so I just kind of threw it in in the middle of the song at the exact moment that we were saying, like, oh, man, how does that song go? I can't think of it. Like, what the hell? What's the lyrics? So I put it in the background. So hope you enjoy that. But I'm really excited about that. In terms of upcoming guests, we got a bunch of people on, some returning guests, some brand new And then, of course, some good old solo episodes so you can get to know your favorite, well, one of your favorite podcast hosts, moi. So this is Lazy Superman signing out. I will check up with you guys next week with episode 60. But until then, enjoy your November weather, your Halloween, whatever it may be. Feel free to check out those two brothers, uh, Artisan Brewing. Uh, Awesome beers. So enjoy plenty of beers. Plenty of beautiful weather. Love fall weather. But until next week, class dismissed. Classroom Brew can be found on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and any other place you listen to your favorite podcasts.